0: Three, two, one. That's right, you're listening to the It's My Time Podcast, a recording of the experiences past and present of everyday people. Yes, indeed. Yes, and, 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 and now, here's your host, the one, the only,
1: Asher Chua. Asher Chua. Hey, welcome to the podcast, Jeff.
0: Hey, Asha. Thank you so much.
1: It's been a minute since we uh, we were able to link up. Who do you say you are?
0: I am a driven person. Um, I am a go-getter. I am a person that works really well under stress. I am a man that's still trying to find the answers to life. I am a husband. I am... I guess now I'm an interior designer, um, a business owner. Um, but mostly um I am after 50, I can definitely say I am more patient. Wow. Like
1: <laughs> you said after 50, it's like yeah, I guess the, the saying is really true. Black doesn't crack. You don't look 50, you almost look like I, you're 23.
0: <laughs> I appreciate it. It's uh that's water. <laughs> <laughs> It's all water. I drink a lot of water and I try to exercise as much as I can.
1: Nice. I guess have you would you say it's gotten easier as you've gotten older to um maintain yourself and to just to continue taking better care?
0: Yes, because I mean you you know you have. Um I had a doctor. I had a physical um, two days ago, and my doctor pointed out everything about my age. And when you hear the um, all the, you know, you get a result. You know, you, you tend to be mindful of, as far as what you eat, uh, making sure you get the proper exercise, and making sure you take care, better care of yourself because you are closer to death. <laughs> so, so you just want to make sure you're maintaining your life. Well, yeah. the remaining years that you have left.
1: Gotcha. That makes sense. And I, like you mentioned, being you're 50 now, or you're going to be 50. Like you're, I know you're celebrating both the birthday and, and anniversary. Yes,
0: I appreciate it. So I just celebrated 28 years of marriage on July the 2nd. So I will be 51 in July of 27. So in the next few days, this upcoming Thursday.
1: So I I guess as you look back on it, like what, what are some of the things you think back on or have you allowed yourself to start reflecting like that since you're kind of crossing over the, the 50 year mark had a year of being 50 years old? Like, was it all, everyone said it would.
0: Um, yes. And no, I would say yes, because I am wiser. Um, I tend to pay attention to my days now. Um, I take, man, I I don't take anything for granted anymore. And the stuff that meant so much to me as far as materialistic things, I really don't care about. Or even, I mean, my birthday is coming up. Like, I'm just grateful to be alive, but it's not like I'm planning a celebration or anything. The no part is, as soon as you turn 50, you're extremely blind. (laughs) I mean the day you turn 50 you go blind i've heard stories about it it is true so well, i definitely need glasses right now like i'm looking at my camera
1: <laughs> so you're gonna start wearing the bifocals or like the reading glasses? exactly exactly gotcha well i can't make fun i've, I've been wearing glasses since fourth grade so i know a little bit about what what that's like but
0: yeah, uh, hey, I appreciate the glasses right now cuz because I, I, without the glasses I can't see.
1: <laughs> got you. So wh- what's it um take me back a little bit. What what's what was life like for you growing up?
0: Um life was not bad. I grew up uh, in Nassau, Bahamas. Um, my parents are from Haiti. Uh, they migrated to the Bahamas um where um they had five of us. Um I mean, we grew up poor. Um and being poor um taught me a lot. It taught me how to survive. It taught me how to um, not take anything for granted. Uh, it was crazy that I still remember my childhood, like we uh, we live in the countryside in the Bahamas and my mom um, would travel to Florida to get, uh, to buy like clothing and items, merchandise to bring back to the Bahamas and she would sell it. Yeah. And I remember the first time she found like this, um, it was a, it was a television As uh, it was battery operated uh, television. And because we didn't have electricity, it was such a big deal just to have this TV in the house. And man, I remember like, man, just having this TV, being able to watch cartoons. It was such a great experience just to be able to just watch American Channel. So, um, but those lessons in life made me who I am. Um, it was a lot of quality time with my family. It wasn't like we had at the entertainment such as the social media Mm -hmm. so my upbringing was more so spending time my family really being outside um being in nature and really figuring out who I am
1: I I guess has there been anything that you you miss from growing up or anything that you're you're glad learned along the way or kind of shaken as like being poor and now being maybe better off
0: yeah the the um the health. Um, you mentioned earlier that, you know, I am 251 and, yeah, you know, I'm grateful that I don't look my age and that has a lot to do with my upbringing. Um, my parents made us eat really well, like as far as like fruit and vegetables. If you a background, I am at the airport, so and I'm no, actually sitting good, at the countertop. The, counter- the airport is packed right now, but I grew up eating a lot of fruits and vegetables and I still carry that today. So. Um, I'm a pescatarian, but I eat more. So a ton of fruit, a ton of vegetables every day, and and that part I'm grateful for. That my parents really stuck to this uh, Adventist diet as far as making sure that uh, we maintain our health.
1: Mm-hmm. Have you always been pescatarian, or what? What is pescatarian?
0: Pescatarian is I only eat fish. Um, I've not always been pescatarian, <laughs> um, but the older I get, the more I appreciate being a pescatarian. Um, um, I am learning as I get older to just take care of my health, and I realized a lot of things that I crave I really don't need. And I started this um, journey right before COVID. I was like two hundred and thirty three pounds, oh, wow. and yeah, and then I started running, um, exercising, and I, I stopped eating after six. And the Stuff that I was eating before, I mean, when I lost weight, I realized I really didn't need it. So, so then I was like, you know what? Maybe I could just be a full time pescatarian Because I do like fish I'm from the Bahamas. <laughs> so it's hard to lose that craving.
1: True, true. Maybe you don't have to salt it as much or like do exactly too you can just cook <laughs> exactly. It exactly. Because even like what what would you say? Like a uh fish with lime with it, like just simple seasoning. It's like you can still get the flavorfulness of it, but you don't have to like you don't have to exactly. Like beat it on there and just like cover it coat it like get everything under run it through the wash and all that
0: oh yeah oh hallelujah for um air fryers so you get a, <laughs> so you get a you get a piece of salmon and throw it in the air fryer just sprinkles a you know a little season on there squeeze a little lime
1: on there oh man you're good to go that that might be a gift for next year for myself i'm, I'm thinking you
0: need to get one <laughs>
1: A friend had told me, like, yeah, you should really get an air fryer. It comes in handy. And I remember using uh, the crock pot earlier this, this week. I think on Monday, I, I put some uh, black-eyed peas in there. Oh, nice. some beef tips with... Uh, oh. I used coconut water as a stock because it called for, like, if you're going to do a chicken recipes, chicken stock or use beef stock. Yeah. So I, don't, I don't know how well that's going to work out, but I tried it. It came out good, and it was a hard, like... A gallon bag of black eyed peas with the uh, green beans and other things in there. And I cut up some squash and threw that and I was like, man, this feels oh, that good. sounds delicious. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I took some with me and brought it back. So I, I've got to cook it down again just to make sure I kill any bacteria that's been lingering in there. But I've been trying to keep it on ice. But nice, I nice. I definitely relate to you on that part with um just speaking of growing up in a different area and then being able to um, like being able to lean on your um, background, your upbringing to say, okay, healthy, healthy eating, healthy living is a, big byproduct like you can do the exercise but i think they say it's like the 80 20 rule like 80 percent of the results you get back from your health journey really comes into foods you eat and not so much like the workouts you do but the workout's still important to like slim every hour
0: can you hear me it just says that am i I, unmuted yeah you're okay good good. i just muted
1: you for a second
0: okay cool
1: but um so so from moving from haiti to the states like what was that transition like for
0: you um i've never been to haiti so my parents are from haiti so gotcha. um, we were born in the bahamas they um now the transition was from leaving the bahamas to the u.s um so i moved here when i was 15. um i lived in fort lauderdale for like two years and then my dad um my dad's job transferred to atlanta in 1989 so we moved here in 87 and my dad job transferred from Miami well, for Lado, to Atlanta in 89. So we've been in Atlanta ever since 1989. Wow. But it was a good transition. It was, um, I mean, America, when you're foreign, America is a place that everyone wants to come to. So to live here is such a dream. And I just got my citizenship um, last year. So I am so excited to be an American.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess what what's that feeling like? Like, can you explain it to anyone that that may be like Native American born and they may not understand? Like, okay, you're officially. They, a citizen?
0: Oh, trust me, I could say the one thing that they will definitely understand. It's the worst thing that when you live in this country and you have to travel international. So, and I'll give you an example. So, my wife and I went to um, Paris and. 20 no 2000 during the Y2K we thought it was the end of the world so we landed in Paris so because she's an American she went through a line and it seemed like she went right through like within a minute and they're like hey you you hit you're a foreign so you go over here to this other line, man, the process, the paperwork, the the weight. So any foreigner knows that when you become a U.S. citizen, that line becomes so much shorter. So we truly appreciate that.
1: That's what's up. And having experienced that process, it's like for me, luckily, I, I became a citizen or around- a when I was 16, because my dad was getting a c- citizenship, and I think I could be grandfathered in. So th- that that process, like having gone international maybe once or twice, it's it's been um it's definitely different. Where it's like, oh, American, it's definitely. Right this yeah way.
0: exactly exactly <laughs> exactly
1: nice. And one time i
0: was in canada because i was because of just because of my passport i mean whereas i could have gone through the line within 10 minutes i was there for two hours it's like and this was after 9 11 so i mean i can understand but just being foreign it's just it's annoying traveling international yeah but now i'm an american so it's it's much easier <laughs>
1: Nice. So I guess walk me a little bit through what it was like growing up in Atlanta and just growing up in Georgia for that fact through the 90s because i guess i was born in 1990 so i didn't come to the states until 97 but actually being in my 30s now it's seeing things much differently than growing up and just being like okay wow this is this is kind of neat and then yeah what 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 was your experience like
0: i think back there back in the growing up in atlanta it was those days were like really cool because those are the days when um we had fun because we didn't have social media. So we didn't have any distraction with the Instagram and the Facebook. So a majority of our time was spent uh, really hanging out. So you were, you know, you're playing basketball or you're, you're on the running, you know, you're on the track team. Um, for me growing up, it was more so I was into um, fashion. Um, So I was back in the days, yeah, you man, that might be a little too old for you. So we had you man and um, the clothing, like, you know, Jordan was like, it was like, it was cool, like um, so Atlanta, Atlanta back in the day, who's was MP, um, like you had a pair of Jordans, so you had the other ones, and then you had a pair of uh Jordans jeans, and you had a um, silk shirt and starter jackets. Oh man, it was just the coolest thing. Like if you wore those type of clothing, you were just the coolest kid in Atlanta. Yeah, and. I grew up on the South side. So being on the South side, I, near Greenbrier Mall, I really got a chance to really experience the flavor of Atlanta, like going from Greenbrier to West end and, um, going to places like the beautiful restaurants, crickets, um, going to like, um, um, hanging out at Greenbriar Mall. Like I really, Atlanta felt, I've, I've traveled a lot and I've been a lot of places in my life, but Atlanta feels like for us, Yeah, it's, it's, It's us, like, it doesn't matter where you go, you will see us. So you're never intimidated or feel like someone is looking down, looking down at you or making you feel a certain type of way. So my experience in Atlanta has always been like, you know, this is home, this is, these are my people and I'm having a good time.
1: That's what's up. I think I I can identify with some of what you're saying, the living in Atlanta for a few years, but then being either in North Georgia or South Georgia now, and then going back to Atlanta, I'm like, the driving isn't something I miss. Right, right. It's like outside of that, Atlanta is great. But just, yeah, it's great. Some people are trying to cut you off the road. I'm like, hold hold up now. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get from point A to point B. I'm not trying to die on the road
0: right 80 miles per hour that's the average speed limit
1: yeah so so um with like like you're saying like growing up with the flavor of atlanta like um being able were you able to experience something like the olympics like coming to atlanta in 96 or in like jordan going through his reign and things like that being older like for me when i literally moved to the states i wasn't aware of like why Michael Jordan was a big deal or why um Brett Favre at the time was the big deal like you could kind of like see news clippings but we didn't really watch TV so I wasn't aware of like okay this is like this person is the greatest of all time and they're speaking of them in like such high regard this is what the culture is like this is what's cool this is like the new thing I was just trying to learn English and like go to school
0: right and that's the thing I mean it's safe for me because I speak three languages so yeah. Um, the cool thing about being in Atlanta, I mean, you said it's the culture. Mm-hmm. So you have the barbershops. Like, I mean, if, if you were in a barbershop, you didn't know about Jordan and something was wrong. Mm-hmm. So the flavor of Atlanta, like the places that we would go, like hanging out at the beautiful restaurant. So the beautiful restaurant is like a soulful restaurant. Yeah. Um, food is like really good. So if you haven't ever never Atlanta, it, I think it's still open. It's still past crafted. I mean, you can go in there, like James Brown in there, I've seen a ton of celebrities in there. And everyone that would walk in there would just be like family. You know, when you live in Atlanta, I mean, we have this thing in Atlanta where we say like everyone is a celebrity and because everyone is a celebrity, you're not really looking for, you know, a name dropper or a showstopper. So you, you just—it's just one big family, and growing up with that type of culture and experience, where everyone is looking out for you, everyone is supporting your business, everyone is going to your restaurant, everyone is trying to help you to come up, has been such a an experience to me, and that's why I'm still here, Atlanta's is, Atlanta's is home, but it's not home because I live here. It's home because of the culture, the experience. It's us. Yeah. And we support each other. We love on each other. Um, and I appreciate that about the city.
1: That's what's up. And I like that. And even before it, I get to how we met it's, it's um, with that being much of your experience, like throughout Atlanta and just being able to connect with different, different people. Like, did you do a lot of traveling, like outside of like came to the U S from the Bahamas, spent a little bit of time in Florida, mostly stayed in, in, um, in Atlanta, but like, did you go to the different parts of Atlanta, the North side, East side, West side, or like kind of broaden your travel um, bug throughout the state or going back and forth to Haiti or like what was that like for you
0: yeah it, it was so i'm a i'm i'm a very spontaneous person and i like i like to venture out so yes i've traveled throughout atlanta i've gone um probably doing my marriage so i got married really young i was 22. And I spent the first six years of our marriage. So I got married in July, back in 1995. The first six years of our marriage, um, my wife and I decided, like, just traveled. So um, on the weekends, we would just hop in the car. We would drive around Atlanta or drive outside of Georgia. Um, we'd go up to New York or we'd go up to D.C. Or if we had time, we'd have no money. we fly to the West Coast and check out the West Coast. Um or things would get once things got financially stable we start traveling to NASA. i've been Paris. I've been the different parts of the world so um yes it's it's been my my ride has just been a really blessed ride um and i'm grateful
1: that's awesome, that's awesome. Um, um i'm gonna mute you again Matt, and then i'll come back but the it's it's very cool to see that i'm curious to know um why you got married so young, because I guess that that's kind of like common for for most people that aren't maybe american or like present day like people are like why would you get so many so why would you get married so young at 22 but then seeing that okay in getting married you decided to go ahead and um travel and say okay hey we'll, we'll be weekend warriors we'll drive we'll fly like we'll go actually experience life and take on this thing that we said okay we're joining up together formalizing it and then we're we're going to make the life that we want to live it's not necessarily under compulsion of like you have to be here to do this you have to um hear all the have to have to have to's but not the this is what we want to and we'll pair our needs with our wants and like go forward with that i think you're you're still muted yeah try try to unmute again
0: there we go can you hear me yeah, yeah yeah and it's it's true what you just said i mean it's um i did get married young and it's um, no offense to um, the culture, the American culture, but growing up foreign, I mean, by the time you you at a certain age and you come to this country, you know what you want, mm-hmm. you know your purpose here, you're a little more, you're a little, you're mature about your purpose in life. And yeah. so... Uh, at that age of 22, I wasn't an average 22 year old. I had, I was, I started working at the age of 15. I had my own place um, by the time I'm like 19. So I knew what I wanted. And I knew once I met uh, my wife, that this is the person I wanted to be with. I prayed about it. I, I asked God, um, she and I spent um, two years dating and my my parents approved of her. And once I got to that point in my life I realized okay this person I want to be with I know the direction I want to go to and this person is going to be the spiritual support that I need in order to get to where I'm trying to get and you know it's been a great journey and I'm truly grateful for that
1: that's awesome and to your point it, it's that it doesn't always need to take a long time especially if you're the right person, exactly and, and if you're in the right headspace you yes and you put two and two together Better yet go with it rather than drag something out for years and years because now you can say you have 20 plus years of marriage rather than like, well, we dated for six, 10 years and then we finally just got married and it's been like five, five years,
0: right? Right, right.
1: But even, even through that, I guess to your point, it's not, um, it's not all sunshine and rainbows and like throughout the process, it's like you still work through it and you're yes. um, you're still able to work through it like it's not a it's not an end point so to speak like getting married or being married or celebrating an anniversary or celebrating a birthday it's a when I when I think of speaking with you I, I think of this reflection of like in your youthfulness there's still this um, there's a sense of being present and that like you said earlier it's really about the here and now and you don't really yeah. look at the the history of the thing and being like, Oh, wow. Like here, we're just checking off the boxes like five years, 10 years, 20 years. Right. I'm, right. I'm five years old, 10 years old, 15 years old, 50 years old, 150 right. years old. It's like we're just, we're doing life. And exactly. There's no and you have limit to, on it. Yeah. Can you speak about that a bit?
0: Yeah. You have to. I mean, um, that's the excellent point you brought up. And that's the way we live. We, we, we stop looking and saying, oh, yeah, we've been married 28 years. Oh, yeah, we had the 10 year mark. Oh, yeah. It's like, no, we just live for today. And let's just make today great. Let's just let's just um enjoy today. Um sorry distracting my wife just walk no, past you're me, good. but uh <laughs> she's dancing in front of me. I love this lady. But um like I said, it's true. Like, even this moment, I mean, she's standing in front of me. She just really got me some food and she's just dancing. So, we live for every moment. And um, I think that's the difference with relationships these days is that there's always a label. You know, it's it's whether it's financially, um, you know, we're trying to buy a house or, you know, we're trying to get the next fly ride or, you know, we're trying to be like a neighbor who's been married for 10 years or we're trying to be like such and such couple because they look great and they travel and they vacation and you miss the small those moments that makes your relationship special i wrote a book and one of the chapters that i wrote is that marriage is like a fingerprint and that goes for any relationship that even goes for your personal life if you focus and spend your time enjoying the fact that you woke up this morning you got breath in your body and you're able to just do things enjoy those moments and i think what's distracting. Um, for us as human beings, is social media. We spend a majority of our time, you know, wanting to be like something that we're looking at and it's, and the expectation is not real. So if you start focusing on, on what you have and enjoying the little that you have, you'll realize at the end of the day it's bigger than anything that you can imagine. You, you'll really appreciate it. And that's how, I think that's the lesson in my marriage that I've learned throughout the years. It's just, enjoy one day at a time and just enjoy every moment and pay attention to the details and you'll be okay
1: i I think that's a great lesson and to your point it's that being able to recognize where you where you currently sit and taking away from like the social media and just knowing when to shut off certain things because to your point i i want to touch on your book a little bit more but um when you when you mentioned it 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 made me think of another book title I'd, i'd heard of and it's I think it was called the coddling of the American mind. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's, the, it's like this thing of we're becoming more childlike in the wrong way, to where we're not we're not of age in things that we should be of age in, and it's it's becoming okay to be more like childish essentially yeah exactly you can't can't be a grown 25 year old or 30 something year old talking about like oh 30 is the new 15 it's like
0: exactly exactly (laughs) it's not not okay it's not okay right
1: right it's like we're not we're not having more um like people are living longer but i guess everyone may be worried about saving the planet where it's like like we can't all exist in our own little box looking at our little screens and forgetting that Okay, it takes it takes at least two to do life, and then it's even better where you have a culture you're proud of, and you have conversations you can exchange with people because right. you treat yourself better. And right, I think that's a good point.
0: That's excellent. I mean, it is, and that's where we are in, in life. I mean, you have to, we have to just live for who we are and yeah. where we are, and not and not what's happening in our yeah. world right now, and trying to um, with this. Especially with this new technology, the AI, and you know, like you said, the new, the, you know, if you're thirty, or the if you're forty, it's the new thirties, or if you're thirty, it's the new twenties. No, it's no. You're thirty. Act like a thirty-year-old. <laughs> like you're forty. Act Correct. like a forty-year-old. <laughs> so yeah, it's that part. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like no more passes. Like we, we got. Yeah, no down. more
0: passes. Like like me, I'm fifty, so yeah. I had to come to the reality. I'm, these are the things that come with a fifty-year-old. I'm blind. <laughs> So it's not the new forties. No, I'm fifty, and I can't yeah. see.
1: But you're you're doing like you're saying before. You're doing something to mitigate and to to like take care of what you need to take care of. But you're not right. trying to like go out try out for the uh, all star team or like exactly run exactly 50, 50 yard sprints and things <laughs> exactly like at
0: yeah, fifty years old. Right. Got gotcha.
1: you. But um, you mentioned your book before. Can you share the title and what kind of inspired you to write it?
0: Um, Charles Past tribulation life, um, I was going. Wife and I were going through a lot in Maryland. Um, marriage is not easy. Um, it's not for everyone. Um, you really, um, you have to be true to yourself to be able to understand marriage. Marriage is is one of the hardest um, challenges in life. Um, I, um, there's a saying that if you can, if you can live in New York that you can live anywhere mm-hmm. well if you can if you can maintain your marriage and you can survive anything because it, it will challenge you on all aspects of your life but for me it's it's a lesson that um it's it, it really defines a, the relationship that you have with god um because if you if you truly believe in marriage and understand it and you understand your relationship with God and, and you put them hand in hand, then you will be successful in it. and you know that every day is a challenge. So um, the book came out of those challenges um, of marriage, um, trying to figure out yourself. So you know, in year five and ten are different, so, mat- you know, I'm maturing. Uh, I'm not the same as I was at 25 years old. So now I'm like 30, and then I'm 35. I'm a different man. You know, I'm acting my age. But in those growth process, you change as you're, even though you're married, you're one, you're still individuals, And in those areas, you, you, there are challenges um, you face, whether it's financial, whether it's sexually, whether it's um, trying to define or figure out who you are career wise. Mm-hmm. You still imagine, um, you're still facing those same challenges that you would face if you were single. Um, but it's how you navigate, um, to get to that, um, the results that you're trying to get to. And, um, right in the book was more of um not a gratefulness, but, um, a blueprint to help someone at that point. I felt that I needed to share, or we felt that we needed to share our experience with other married, married couples or, or, Anyone that's considering marriage to say, okay, when you get to where we are, here are some of the steps or some tools that you can try that actually help us. Gotcha. and that's the that was the purpose of the book i
1: like that so you're actually telling so, some you're telling some people of the here's what i wasn't told and, and stuff yes like oh you'll be yeah. right. just just yeah, go on, yeah. sign up yeah. And it's like yeah why didn't she tell exactly. me this oh, well. exactly
0: but here's what you do when you get to this point like right. like like I'm, I'm just trying to have you out. like you, it's not as bad you can navigate through this but here's some tools here's some steps
1: Gotcha. That's what's up. And, um, I guess kind of pivoting from that to the career path that you're, you're in now, like, how did you have using your, your, your eye for fashion and being now in interior design? Like, how did you get to that point from like how you grew up and just moving about and seeing the world in a different way?
0: Life, life, life throws curveballs at you. And it's, um, you know, when I'm, when, Um, Growing up, I always wanted to be a professional swimmer. I I am a great swimmer. They used to call me Fish when I was in the Bahamas. But um, when I moved to Atlanta, I worked for, um, I started off when I was like maybe 18. I was a server and um, went to college, ended up with two masters. But I worked for General Electric as an engineer. And, you know, you just get a job just because, (laughs) you know, I mean, it was a temp job, it was a contract job, and you know, I got hired through um, the company as a contractor. Okay. And so, um, the title was great, salary was great, and that was my job. Yeah. It, it, had, it had nothing to do with my degree, but it was my job, and gotcha. you know, it paid the bills and put food on the table. So, I did that for a long time, and I, I, I went up the ladder in GE, mm-hmm. and then. Um, during the recession 2008 i got laid off and once i got laid off it changed you know when you get laid off i mean when when a company lets you go uh, it just it changes everything like you're you're either gonna sink or you're gonna go swim and i was just tired of the corporate lifestyle where you know you come in one day and someone has this power authority to say you're fired or you know today's your last day yeah like i just want to determine like that's like, but um, my wife at the time had interior design company. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to invest my time into this company and just grow it. And and that's where we are right now.
1: So All the way from 2008 to 2023. Yes. That, that's awesome. Not an easy journey, but, no. but God is good. <laughs> and especially doing it in the market of like the crash, the recession, housing markets going down. But you guys joined together and said, hey, we got we got some.
0: Yeah, we started up at 99000 organized mm-hmm. Israel. Like, 99 organization per room. And now we do commercial residential properties. Like we build from ground up. Like that is, God is good.
1: It's like, I guess it almost speaks to like you're getting married what would be seven years earlier and just kind of going through the progression of like, we know what we've got. We know what we want and we're going to go forward with this. It's not a, yeah. a lot of like deliberation. Do I look at this option? Do I pick out this or like is this gonna be good for Monday, Tuesday, Friday. Is this gonna be good for Tuesday, Thursday? Like there there's not a whole lot of like you're not confusing yourself with like more more stuff. It, it it's almost like usually when I think of like having options can be a bad thing. If it's not one or two or one, two or three, it's like after that right it's, it's too much to deal with. Yeah. And I tell
0: people that all the time um what you just said man it it's 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 the way life is it's um God has a purpose and a plan for everyone. And we miss out because we may get, if your plan or your purpose, like to get to that end result is like 15 years. And, you know, we get to like year nine and like, oh my goodness, I can't do this anymore, I'm And then you get to like year 12 and you're like, oh, I am just done. But you don't realize that it gets better. It's like what you said, like, I mean, you can look back at your, your team and where you are and you're stronger and you're better and you're wiser. And it's the same with marriage, man. Marriage, marriage, I always think about marriage. Like, I used to own a Porsche, a Boxster. And I remember uh, my wife and I would take it on the road. And if you were driving this car, like, you know, this around, you took it out, like, on the highway. And you were doing, like, average speed in Atlanta's, like, 80. <laughs> if you do <were> doing 80 <laughs> in this Porsche. I mean, yeah, it's a nice ride. But, like, when you get on the open highway... Mm-hmm and that puppy drops to like 120, the Porsche would drop and you would get this exhilarating ride. And marriage is the same way. Like year five is great, but a lot of people will, you know, will get a divorce. They quit like year 12, they quit at 15, 17. And you realize, man, marriage has so many levels to it. And I'm telling you, every level gets better and better. That's why it's so, cha- it's so challenging. It's not for everyone.
1: Right. Swear,
0: go ahead. You just A lot of people are not ready for the challenge, but I'm telling you, it gets there's so many levels to it and it gets better and better and better it's the same thing your relationship with christ you look at it from the time you get baptized to where you are in every level and every stage with god it gets better and better and better and it's when you quit and the reason why we quit is because you know we start looking at ourselves in the mirror, we get cocky we get you know we start feeling ourselves a bit and that's the same thing with marriage you start feeling yourself the reason why you start feeling yourself is because of social media you get distracted but if you Stay the course size. I tell my wife um, this all the time is that this journey when you have to be a distant runner, you know that old story like the turtle in the hair? Mm-hmm. You have to be that turtle. And you have to know that there is a finish line where you have to take your time and you know that you just keep moving, keep moving. It gets better and better and better. And even when you get to the finish line, because it's so good, you want to go back the second time. <laughs> so,
1: that's So uh, I yeah. think that that's a beautiful correlation between faith, career, marriage where it's that if you could point to one thing what would you say I think you already said it but what would you say is something that's um, misunderstood or maybe missed whether it's in the excitement of like okay hey I'm I mean, I'm saved or hey we're in the honeymoon phase this is great like no challenges yet or i've got this new job it's paying the bills and nothing's on the horizon like until it shows up, oh, fire, or, hey, I'm serving you divorce papers, or, hey, do you really believe in God? Like, what does it mean that you like, who is God? Like, people start asking, like, poke, trying to poke stories into poke holes into your story to be like, are you really what you're about? Like, what, what's something that someone may be missing or overlooking when they're seeing the distractions that are taking them off their square to say hey have reason to choose this and there's something noble in this maybe you have to discover it or like step back and not not stay stuck or think that like where you're at is like the end all be all you're never going to get better or get away from where you're currently at it's like it might feel like hell right now but just get past today you get through this moment and something changes
0: it does and you that's you know the sweet thing about that is that you as the person that's trying to get to that goal, you will not feel or see it. And well, it was it's crazy that I told you I used to weigh 233 pounds. And before COVID, I decided to start running. Oh, it's almost time to check in. Okay, one second. So when I started was um, running, um, I was running, so I would come home and I made up and I was gonna do a 30 day run. And I started running, and then I cut out like eating after six. It's like I'm just gonna do this. I'm gonna get my health better. But in all honesty, like two weeks into it, I was like, on the scale when I started, like two thirty three, and two weeks later, I was like, why am I at two forty? And then three weeks into it, I'm like, why am I still at two thirty? Like, so I couldn't feel. I didn't think I was making any progress. But what was happening is that my family would look at me and they're like, Yo, Jeff, you're losing weight. I couldn't see the result. And a lot of times we are, and the reason being is we are judging ourselves based on what we're looking at on the outside. So I was comparing myself to images that I was seeing on social media or other, you know, male friends. Or I'm like, just do this a cut. Like, why Why is it taking me, you know, longer to be just like you're asking, you, yeah. you you know, you, you're physically fit. I'm well, like, <laughs> why, why is it taking... And it wasn't until four months into running, one day I was actually at my sister's house. I was doing a project for her, and my niece walked in. She's like, Jeff, you're really skinny." And I was like, "I am." And I looked in the mirror, and I was like, "I had I was beyond my goals. I had lost all the weight and some, and I was looking." So what I'm saying is that what I'm saying is that we 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 put this pressure on ourselves, whether we're in a marriage, in our career, and everything. You just have to keep moving. I don't care. It's like a workout. You know, like when you start working out you go to the gym, your first day, man, you are sore. You're like, I'm not going back five days into it. You're like, man, I I don't see, I don't see any changes. Like, why am I not going (laughs) to rip? Keep going. If you keep moving, eventually you will get there. And, to the point where um my wife's looking at me she's like yeah, you need yeah. to just go yeah i'm um, getting you out of here with this one yes good. she's using she's, she's getting but i said it's the last point yeah, um yeah. When, um i always use this um testimony about my wife um when she started scat and um she was like um they told her she had to start over um because she couldn't transfer classes she's like man I, I am not doing four years of starting over long story short she ended up starting over and when she um, she was like, "Man, it's taking forever to graduate." And why is it that it's like, "I'm like, what is happening?" And she went to see her advisor. He was like, "Javon, you are beyond done with your four years. You're actually into your master's program." He was like, "What?" He's was like, "I've completed all these classes already." Yep. The years have gone by. Time has gone by. She didn't realize that she was having such a good time and the experience that she had already graduated. Mm-hmm. So, so, my point that I'm saying is that enjoy every moment, live your life to the fullest. Enjoy. She's killing me. She's yeah. too good yeah. at least, like, I'm gonna get in trouble. This is why I stayed married right, for right. 25 years. Yes. <laughs>
1: no, you're good. You're good. Let let people know where they can find you online. Oh, on you can find, find me. You can find me anywhere. I mean, just type in my last name, Ladonis
0: L-A-D-O-N-I-S. Um, I'm on. All platforms, um, and um, my book is out. There. If you type in my last name, it'll pull up my book as well. Um, but we have a company called Adonis Frontier Design. Um, once you pull that up, it'll pull up everything about me, and you can reach out to me. I'm very supportive. I'm open. You have any questions about marriage? Um, anything about my finances? Anything? I mean, I don't mind sharing, and I believe our lives. Um, our service to others and that's mm-hmm. the reason why we're exactly. born we're born for service and a testimony. We have to share and tell others about um, our past so we had the pitfall if we had a success whatever mm-hmm. it is we just share it and help others to get to that level and that's where i am in my life right now
1: awesome thank you so much for your time jeff and thank you for your to your wife for your, the patience <laughs> yes <laughs> all right until next time I-